0: Hello and welcome to the All Things Narrative podcast, where we explore the relationships between the stories we love and the stories we live. I'm your host, Derek Hatch, and welcome back to another Transparent Tuesday, woo! And so if you joined us in our last episode, you heard uh, me start this series about changing your personal narrative. And so part one, I shared about how music and the arts can really influence us in doing this. And if you haven't checked out that episode, feel free to go do so right now and uh, then catch up and join us with this one here. But for those of you who are ready for part two, today we are talking about the influence of uh, relationships, of friends, of family, etc., cetera, and helping us to change our personal narrative. So just to recap real quick, we have these narratives, these stories that we tell ourselves uh, about ourselves Uh, about our experiences. And when we tell ourselves these stories uh, and we tell them to others as well, there's a sense of meaning that we're deriving from them. And so it's very important for us to be aware of how we perceive ourselves and the lives that we're living. And thinking of our lives uh, through the lens of story can really help us be intentional about seeing where it, has gone and where we want it to go as well. So yeah, let's uh, go ahead and hop back into it now. All right, the second story that I have for you um, is about five years. Five years later, so this is the fall of 2013, and at this point, I was a recent college graduate. I had got my bachelor's uh, in ministry, and I was also recently engaged uh, to my future wife. This was a really, you know, optimistic season where I was like, yes, I'm getting married and yes, let's go. Gonna go find a job because that's what you do. You graduate with your bachelor's degree. Then you go find a job out in the world with, you know, what you love and all that stuff, right? Nope. The good news is the getting married part did happen, uh, next, the next year. Um, so that's great. But the job part is what I really want to focus on here. So I thought that with a bachelor's degree, foolish me, I'd be able to find a job right away uh, in, the, in my degree. Anyone been there before? And the job that I was working at the time is I worked in, um, you know, like cleaning and facilities and maintenance um, at a church and, and school. And, you know, it's work that I was grateful for. You know, it was a minimum wage job, um, but it it helped. You know, I was still living at home at that time with my parents, so I didn't have a lot of bills. But I started to see that, you know, I was starting to get stuck in this rut. You know, I was in this job, and I I thought at the time, like, okay, now— The doors are going to open and I'm going to get out of this job and get into something else. And I thought maybe, you know, because my degree was in ministry, I was like, well, maybe this church that I'm working at will actually like hire me for ministry and I'll get to do that. And then when I started to realize that that wasn't going to happen, then I started to look outside of there. And I started to apply for different jobs, uh, jobs at, you know, like foster care homes, jobs uh, youth youth ministry jobs. And I applied, you know, I went to like the state of Washington, Linden, Washington. And I went and, uh, you know, I interviewed for a job there and paid my own money for a plane ticket and, you know, stayed up there for a few days trying to get land this job only for me to not know how I did the whole time I was there. Then to come home and awaiting me was a letter I was like, oh wow, this must be it. They're supposed to be to let me know. And of course, I didn't get the job. And I was like, really? You could have told me while I was there. Um, I got my head my hopes up that whole week. And I was applying for a job um in Florida, you know, where my wife was going to school at the time. And it's funny story because the job I applied for in Florida is actually a job I got two years later, but I didn't get it at the time. So I was applying for all these jobs and just not getting anywhere. And I started to realize that I didn't know what was going to happen in my future. And that was scary because you make these plans in life and you're so certain that those plans are going to work out a certain way. And the clock is ticking. I know I'm getting married and I know that I need to be able to provide. And, you know, my wife is going to, you know, at the time she's going to be a nurse and graduate nursing school, but it was going to take a while for her to take her tests and get her get a job. And so I knew that the burden fell on me and I had to try to figure this out and nothing was working. And I kind of looked at this rut that I was in, in California. And I took a trip over to Florida to go visit um, my fiance. And I went to go visit Tori. And while I was there, I just met a lot of people a lot of people, uh, different jobs, different churches. And I just started meeting and talking to people and realizing, just entertaining the, the the notion, you know, what if I come and set up life here and work here? What would that look like? I thought about that. And I thought about how my wife, you know, my wife-to-be was uh, finding connections out there. And she was having a lot of prospects, if you will, um, where she she could have potentially gotten a good job. And I looked at my situation in California, and I looked at Florida, and I kind of said, hmm, what would it look like? Now, this would be crazy, but what would it look like if I dropped everything in California? You know, if I passed off my responsibilities at work, my volunteer responsibilities uh, at, at a youth recovery place, and I started a new chapter in Florida. And took that step of faith, if you will, that leap. And eventually I got to the point where I'm like, well, why not? I'll probably never get another chance again in my life to where I could do this. And I wasn't sure of it though, until a friend took me out to Starbucks. I kind of told him, I literally had like a pros and cons chart that I had for staying in California versus going to Florida. And I talked and I talked and you know, rambled like I always do. And he just listens politely. And then he just looks at me and he says, okay, Derek, this is the one question that you need to answer. Security or adventure? Safety or risk? And I remember thinking that security and adventure were two things that really pushed heavy in my heart with this. And he said, you know, what do you ultimately want? security or adventure. And that question of what we want is so important with our narratives uh, because we'll talk about in future episodes how a character wants something, right? And they have to overcome some sort of conflict to get that. And so for me, I wanted the adventure because I was in this monotony of life where maybe things were a little secure, but I was like, what would happen if I did this? If I moved, and I never imagined myself leaving SoCal. So this was huge for me. This was not an easy step. And after that conversation, I just, that word adventure just kept weighing on my heart. And I realized that that's what I wanted to do. So I packed up my Nissan Versa with everything I I could take. And um, this wonderful guy, Arturo, shout out to you. Uh, He came, he flew from Florida and he was, uh, he knew Tori out there. And crazy thing about Arturo is he actually uh, became my brother-in-law. So how cool is that? Uh, that he was family long before officially becoming family. And he came and he drove out with me. He took the adventure and we drove cross country from California to Florida. And he helped me get settled in. And my wife was uh, still living at school at the time. And Those were the only people I knew. And then I had another wonderful couple that I had met a couple times, uh, Ryan and Lindsay. shout out to you. And I got to live with them for the first five months that I was there. You know, I was looking, you know, I got a job working at a hotel at the Breakers and took a long time to actually get that ministry job. But I was there and I was in the adventure of it. And as it was hard, I'll talk another episode about how hard of a season this was for me, but I was living the adventure and I was living a new narrative and that was scary. But now that I look back on it, I'm so grateful for that time. So friends are great. Uh, You know, we need friends in our lives that are gonna challenge our narratives, um, that are gonna help us to move into the next step, even if we're hesitant to. So, thank you to all the people that helped me uh, take that step. And so, as we close, there's something in narrative practices called remembering, uh, which is very helpful when it comes to relationships. So, like, it's like re-membering. Like, you're looking at, uh, if you think of your life as like a club or an association or whatever metaphor you want to use, and you think about everybody as a member of that. And to remember means to kind of reevaluate where they are in that membership and to uh, be able to meaningfully engage with people. And so that's uh, a lot of what I want to do with with uh, with this business here. And so take a second and think about somebody that was really influential in changing your personal narrative. You know, I shared about, uh, two people I shared about the the friend that I met with at Starbucks and gave me that kind of challenge uh, was also a good listener, and then I had the other friend who actually was there to meet me to make that challenge happen. And then I talked about a I talked about Ryan and Lindsay as well, the friends that you know had me stay with them uh, for months uh, so that I could be able to uh, you know figure this whole thing out and where I was going, and so. Think about who that person is, could be a friend, could be a family member, and maybe take some time this week uh, just to connect with them. Uh, Maybe make a video, you maybe make a video for them, you could script it out, maybe you can write them a letter or a text or an email, and just let them know, you know, the ways that they've contributed uh, to your life meaningfully. I do quite a bit of this um, when it comes to, you know, talking about what we want in life and Relationships and memberships and stuff like that uh, in my six-week workshop called "Live a Meaningful Story," and so this is like my flagship workshop where uh, I give you the I give you the best of what I got over over six weeks, and so this is great for booking with groups, whether this is a uh, you know schools, churches, businesses, organizations, communities, nonprofits, whatever you can think of. Uh, I'm more than happy to to figure out how to make it work with you Cause I so believe in this and you get this awesome like guidebook, uh, where you get to fill it out and you get to kind of journey through your life story and being able to think about that, uh, with a group of people that are there to support you as well. And, you know, I do other, you know, I can do individualized workshops as well about relationships and, and how to listen, uh, using tools such as witnessing, um, where it teaches us how to you know, really sit back and listen to what's going on in our relationships. And so if you're interested in any of that stuff with workshops or one-on-one coaching, feel free to go to allthingsnarrative.com. Uh, you can reach out to me uh, there. Uh, we can do a free 15-minute consultation. We can also converse over social media and even email me. My email is Derek, D-E-R-R-I-C-K, H, at allthingsnarrative.com. That's Derek H at allthingsnarrative.com. And next Transparent Tuesday, we will do the final uh, story within this series of changing your personal narrative, which will focus on the spiritual and the metaphysical and dreams and all kinds of wonderful stuff. So it's going to be a good time. So join us there for that and take care.